This is a sermon given at St. David's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. Visit our website at stdave.org. Good morning. morning. I was checking my watch to make sure it was still morning. (laughs) So glad to see you all here. Uh, We have officially ended the season of Easter. We celebrated Pentecost Sunday, and last Sunday we celebrated Trinity Sunday and have officially begun the season of Pentecost or what we also refer to as ordinary time. And now we're back to Matthew's gospel and the beginning of Jesus's ministry as he begins to call his disciples to follow him. A reminder for us to follow as well. And as we move into this season of ordinary time once again, The readings focus on faith and righteousness. We see Abraham, who is called by God, and responds in faith to both the call and to God's promises. Echoing the spirit of Abraham's story in Psalm 33, we see the celebration of the nation that is chosen by God and the calls the righteous to praise God. And then Paul's epistle to the Romans actually celebrates Abraham's faith and calls the believers to follow his example. And so this past week, as I dug into these readings for today, I kept hearing the echoes of last Sunday's gospel reading from Matthew. Those words that echoed in my heart Those words of Jesus, which said, I will be with you always until the end of the earth. A promise that echoes and overarches the readings we hear today. A promise that Jesus will never leave us no matter what. And so I wanted to share a little ritual my daughter and I had when she was growing up, and actually we still do it. We had this small ritual. And... um, And it was when we made a promise to each other, a covenant, so to speak, that could not be broken, we would do something called a pinky swear. You guys know what that is, right? And once those pinkies were intertwined, it was a binding covenant that could not be broken. And we trusted that it would be kept. And trust me, if I ever tried to back out of a pinky promise... I would never hear the end of it. It was a binding agreement. And yes, even to this day, when we want to make a promise to each other, and it seems sweet, but we do make that pinky promise, and it can't be broken. You see, that's that's part of what promises do. They bind us together. They provide hope. And they create courage to live with each other, support each other, forgive each other, and encourage each other. At the heart of every authentic and nurturing relationship, when you think about it, is a promise. We see that when we commit each other, it's part of a marriage vows. A promise that is a whole lot like Jesus' promise to us, that he will be with us, that he is here for us, that you can count on him, that he's got your back. If I had to sum up all the themes for today's reading, 
It would be promise, call, and faithfulness. All these themes are interwoven through all of our readings. We see the call of Matthew, the call of Abram, the promise to Abraham, Abraham's faith to do what God desires of him, Matthew's faith to follow Jesus, the faith of these two unlikely people, the synagogue leader and this hemorrhaging woman, both who took their chances to put their faith into Jesus and all of them gaining so much because they chose to trust and to believe in him. Honestly, today's readings pack a punch on so many different levels. Call, promise, trust, faithfulness, righteous living, mercy, and healing. It's almost as if we're getting a foretaste of what the weeks to come will be filled with in our gospel readings. And so ordinary time is far from ordinary. It's actually a weekly challenge to follow Christ and to embrace what it means to be a disciple, especially in today's ever-changing and challenging world. And in many ways, this week's themes are a continuation of some of the themes we heard last week. For in last week's gospel, we not only heard Jesus make a promise that he would be with us always, but we also hear Jesus tell those whom he leaves behind to go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. We hear a call and a command and a promise. And Jesus shows us how it's done. And then also this week, we hear the call to Abraham and a promise to him that he would become the father of many nations. We hear that this God... This God of promise, this God of love, who in last week's Genesis story created the heavens and the earth and created man in God's image, makes this promise to all the nations, to all people, to all creation, that God is not giving up even though humanity has walked away from God over and over and over again. You just have to read the, the readings from Genesis to see that. For I will be with you to the end of the age, says Jesus. Do you hear that echo in today's reading? You see, the call of God is far-ranging and a far-reaching call. We hear Jesus' call with Matthew, this tax collector, and it ends up being quite a controversial call. However, Jesus says it clearly in today's gospel, that is, he is here to call on sinners and not on the righteous. So it's no wonder that the Pharisees got their undergarments all caught up in a wad today. When they see Jesus, when they see Jesus hanging out with tax collectors and other sinners at dinner. How many of us have been told or seen others been told that they can't be called because they're not good enough or smart enough or old enough or they don't fit the mold of being called? In Jesus' time, tax collectors were despised, for they often believed to cheat the people whose taxes they were instructed to collect. They were outcasts, and you were not to associate with them. It's likely that Matthew, who Jesus found sitting in a toll booth where tax collectors sit, was indeed 
one of those people. Yet Jesus extends the call to him. And Matthew, what does he do? He answers that call. He just seems to get up, leave his everyday job of collecting taxes for his newfound vocation of discipleship and following Christ. And then we later hear, very quickly after this happens, that the leader of the synagogue approaches Jesus and wants Jesus to lay hands on his dead daughter so that she may live again. And then a woman, a woman, a hemorrhaging woman, a woman considered unclean by their standards, touches his cloak so that she may be healed. Now, do you really understand the repercussions of something like that happening in Jesus' time? This took a huge amount of desperation and courage on her part to do this. And so the risk she took was huge. There are so many unexpected twists and turns in today's reading. The two healings and the calling of Matthew represent the crossing of these social boundaries where Jesus calls this sinner and then touches and then is touched by those considered unclean according to Jewish law and custom. So Jesus, we see Jesus reordering all of our social and communal relationships by including those who have customarily been excluded and extending mercy to all those whom he encounters. Jesus comes to those who are in need and recognizes that they do have a need. For I am with you until the end of age, Jesus says. Call, promise, faith, and trust. Abraham, Matthew, the religious leader whose daughter has died, and the woman who touched Jesus' cloak show profound trust in someone that is beyond themselves. Despite the taunts of his neighbors and maybe the complaints of his relatives, Abraham ends up abandoning everything that is familiar in order to obey a God who calls him to a new place. Despite the disdain of those who saw him as a sinner, Matthew obeys the call of Jesus that he had heard and transforms his life forever. And despite her despair and her shame, despite being seen as someone unclean, this courageous woman ventures into the public in order to touch the robe of this man whom love and power seem to emanate from. And despite his religious position and despite being derived by his peers, this distraught and desperate father approaches a man who eats with sinners and begs for the life of his child. Call, promise, and faith. Regardless of being a sinner or regardless of our own personal circumstances, Jesus responds to them all. He calls Matthew to follow, he calls the woman daughter, and he calls the dead to rise. The promise is fulfilled. Jesus comes to those in need. It is amazingly and abundantly comforting to know that Jesus not only calls us to follow him, that's each and every one of us, 
all of us, broken and sin-filled. But at the same time, he also promises to follow us into our darkest valleys, where God's goodness and mercy not only follow us, but pursues us. And that, my friends, is a promise worth holding on to. Amen. You can find more lectures and sermons on iTunes by searching for St. David's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas, or visit our website at stdave.org and click on the podcast button.